Welcome to another episode of Geeky Girl Gab. I'm Candace. And I'm Brie. And today we're going to be talking about obscure Disney movies that we love. Yay. This is Brie's <laughs> idea. So, Brie, what's your one of your favorites? Okay, because I have several favorites. I know <laughs> as, as you and I know, we're both really, Candace and I are both really big Disney fans. I was going to say freaks, but I was freaks like, Freaks, too, uh-huh. yeah. No, she's over in California, and she has a Disneyland pass while I'm in Florida, and I have the Disney World annual pass, so we go there a lot. Yeah, and, you know, when we were kids, we went there, too. Definitely. And we will be going to Disneyland soon. It's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. So, <laughs> recently, you watched one of your favorites. I did. So, over in L.A., we have the El Capitan Theater. Um, which plays nonstop Disney films. And I had never been there before. And I got to see a Goofy movie there. How was it? Was oh it everything gosh. you remember? It was, it was a blast from the past. Like the whole theater was there of like older millennials who grew up with the film. Um, it, you know, and they, they brought their kids. Like some people had kids there. There was older people who like knew about it, who were probably like, high schoolers when they saw it. It was just like collective goofy movie community. I guess. It was so much fun. I got to meet Max and he did a dance before the film to Powerline. And it was really cool. Um, one thing that I love about a goofy movie is that it's a universal theme. Like, you know, you, people can say like, oh, the princess movies are just for boys or, you know, like, you know, Goofy movie is just for guys, but I I really don't think that because, you know, all of the films that Disney does have very universal themes. And what I loved about this one is like a moody teenager who's embarrassed about his dad and done in a musical, pop musical format. Do you think it's retro now? (sighs) Well, calling it retro is like calling us retro. So (laughs) I don't really want to like say that but I mean I guess I'm nostalgic because I love uh the hand-drawn 2d films um there's something about CGI like I like Tangled but I honestly think every like I just miss those days and the hand-drawn technique because I just feel like I don't know I just love it so much better I don't know how to describe it well you don't think it's just your nostalgia classes on I it probably could be, but I mean, I do enjoy Tangled and the way that it's done. But uh, you know, there's just there's just something more magical looking about the 2D effect. And a 2D animated film that I love from childhood is The Great Mouse Detective. Yes, that's a great one. Yes, and after reading Sherlock Holmes as an adult, I really understand all the references. And of course, Vincent Price as the villain is amazing. So good. Not going to lie. He terrified me as a child. And he still kind of terrifies me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I did love his little, his bat with the peg peg leg. Yes, that was so (laughs) random. I loved it so much. And another Disney film that I loved that was also from the 90s was Hercules. I just watched that last night. No lie. That's hilarious. And I feel like (laughs) it doesn't get enough love. It doesn't. And you know... You know, I was talking to my roommate because him and I watched it last night. And, you know, I made a comment. I was like, you know, everyone loves to say Elsa and Anna were like the first like strong heroines of Disney. And I'm like looking back and I'm like Meg was sassy. 
she like held her own. She gave no fucks about anything, you know, like she just, she She got in a bad situation of loving a guy, sold her soul, was heartbroken. And I don't know. She's so relatable. Uh, One of my favorite obscure Disney films is The Black Cauldron. I don't know. Did you ever see that one, Candace? I've seen it years ago. And I believe my sister has the DVD somewhere. It's so good. Um, Another, you know, strong heroine is Ilani that no one talks about. Um, It was one of Disney's more darker films. Um, Like, even the animation, like... It has such, like, a different animation style almost that reminded me of some of my favorite, like, obscure movies that, like, are non-Disney, you know, animation. And it really was a true fantasy film. You know, it has, like, the same ways, like, Lord of the Rings almost, it, it almost reminds me of it, you know. And their villain is super scary. So that came out in 1985, back before, like, Little Mermaid. Yeah. And it kind of, this was before Disney ruled the world, really, in movies. And there was some issues with it. I guess so. I mean, I, I feel like people didn't expect such a dark-natured film, maybe, because it was Disney. But, you know, you have to remember, 80s was all about taking a risk. And most of, of the movies out then were darker. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll do another podcast where we talk about, like, obscure movies and TV shows that we liked from that era. But, you know, it just, it felt with the times. But I think people, I think people didn't like it because it was so different from, like, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. You know, they they had come to expect certain things, maybe. I, because I love it so much, I don't understand why it has such a negative backlash. Do you remember the Aristocats? Do do I remember it? So, yes, everybody wants to be a cat. Mm-hmm. Do you know some people don't? They like don't even know that's a Disney movie. What? I mean, the Marie's uh, merchandise is all over the park, but it's only totally. Marie. That is weird. Marie's the the girl cat, the little white fluffy cat. Girls don't I'm a start lady. fights. Yeah, that's girls don't awesome. start fights. They end them. Yeah, totally awesome. Love her. Yes, but a lot of people don't remember them. And one of my friend's daughter is four, and she adores Sarissa Cats completely. So every time I'm at Disney, I'm always keeping my eyes open for anything related to them. But all I can ever find is just Marie merchandise. I mean, it's such a great film. I loved uh, The Gooses. Oh, yeah. Their little geese? Yeah, The Geese. Yeah. Sorry, Gooses is not a word. No, it's not. <laughs> Gooses and geese, meeses and meese, right? Meese, is that one? There were meese and the great mouse detective. Another one I really loved was, uh, that came out recent, well, more recent than these other ones, was Meet the Robinsons, which was a CGI movie. Very excited. No, I haven't seen it. You haven't? No, it's like one of the one, I've even seen Chicken Little. Like, I haven't seen Meet the Robinsons, and... Um, from Tumblr, like, the gifts I see about it, it just looks great, and I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. Okay, when I come to L.A., I'm bringing the DVD with me, because I totally have the DVD. <laughs> it's a great story about adoption and family, and it's silly and smart at the same time, and I love it. That's great. I really like The Rescuers Down Under. 
That's my favorite of the rescuers. What? Really? I hadn't seen, actually, like, when I was younger, I had only seen Rescuers Down Under. I didn't even know there was a movie before that. I didn't know it was really cool. Yeah. Oh, I love the first one with the alligators and that crazy lady on the boat. It's great. Yeah, but, yeah, Rescuers Down Under. That's my jam. Oh, so good. I loved, I loved the two nieces. Bianca, right? Bianca and Bernard. Yes. I... Bianca always had the coolest, like, little Russian hat. Yes. Puffball. She was styling. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I love that. Like, it was so good. And it was, like, all about, like, helping animals and had this cool, like, international spy thing for mouse (laughs) mises. (laughs) I just remember they dropped, like, they're in a restaurant, but they're, like, in the chandelier, I think, of the restaurant. (laughs) And the human waiter drops a pea, and then one of them grabs a pea, and he's like, ooh, pea soup. So that's how they serve the mice in the restaurant. It's very mouse detective-esque. It is. I mean, I think it was probably done by the same people. If I'm not mistaken. Or I might be totally mistaken. I mean, I love Atlantis. Oh, that was what I was just about to say. No way. It has such a diverse cast. It does. If if people are complaining that Disney didn't put enough, like, POC or strong females, like, they have not seen Atlantis at all. I'm not quite sure why they didn't do well. I don't know. It was such a cool action adventure. It had mystery. Like I said, I mean... Those are some strong women in that team, you know? Multiple. You have the teenager who's the chief mechanic, who is Hispanic. There's Helga. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Helga. And then there's, of course, um, Kida, the princess. Who's awesome. Voiced by Cree Summer, who is an amazing voice actress. Yeah. And I love uh, Dr. Sweet. Which character was he? The doctor, the really tall uh, African-American guy. Mm -hmm. He was great. I loved him. Mole was creepy. Just a bit. Yeah. But it didn't get good reviews. It didn't do well at the box office. Yeah. And I don't know if that was because, I mean, if that was a point where 2D animation versus computer animation were really changing. Like at a crossroads? Yeah. I mean, it could be. It's a shame, like I said, 2D is so magical. I mean, it's a shame it didn't get the proper acknowledgement. I mean, because really, they had an interracial relationship in it. They did. That yeah. was the first. Right? One of yeah. the first. No, it definitely was. I mean, because that came out before The Princess and the Frog. Yeah, if we don't talk, uh, if we don't count the Aristocats and the Tomcat, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Ginger Cat. Oh, okay. I, I, know, I know this is probably like our longest one, but I do have to mention one of my favorite films. Go for it. Robin Hood. How is that not a classic? I don't know. It's so, so good. Uh, that fox, his voice, I was in love with. I was like, I want to marry that fox. You know what? You are strangely not alone. There are so many people who are like, I have feelings for fox. And everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And they hit me again with Nick Wilde, but Robin Knight. That's so who um, the inspiration was taken from was Nick Wilde. And there's a great theory that maybe Robin Hood is his ancestor. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I love the animation. I love the characters. Mrs. Cluck or Madam Cluck, whatever. Cluck. 
Her first name was Madame Cluck, I think. I loved it. They had great songs. I oh, it's all a about that story. Yeah, yeah, and I love uh, Sir Hiss. His name was Sir Hiss. Like that is baller for his name. It's bright. It's right on the nose. It is <laughs> Sir Hiss. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun. <laughs> I know we could talk about this forever. We okay. really could. <laughs> so one more. Have you seen the Emperor's New Groove? Uh, <laughs> pull the lever. Exactly. It has one of the best <laughs> villains ever. Oh, I mean, and the voice actress, come on, Eartha Kitt. Classic. So brilliant. Love her. Kronk is amazing. Yeah, Patrick Warburton as Kronk is hilarious. You know he composed his own, like, the humming, his own background music for that scene? What? I didn't yes. Know. And they had a credit for it. That's brilliant. Kronk <laughs> yes. is the sidekick for Isma. And he's a stupid, handsome guy. Who can cook. Who can cook. And talk yeah. to squirrels. Exactly. He has skills. It's a great sh- show of friendship and a bromance. Well, yeah, but I like how they do because, I mean, first of all, I hated Cusco because he was annoying. He was rich. He was um, egotistical. But then I liked his journey as a llama changed him. You got to see the growth. Uh, and one of my favorite parts is when they're like, how did you beat us here? And, like, Kronk pulls down the map. He goes, uh, logically, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes, it's very meta in a few ways. Yeah, I mean, they broke the fourth wall and had, you know, Cusco talk to us narrating half the story before it got into it. Yes, till it got to the point where he was narrating of him in the mm-hmm. rain. Yeah. Sad llama. Sad llama. Sad llama. That was, yeah. There's just too many films that people forget about. I mean, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Cinderella, they're all classics and they're amazing. And I love them. But Disney has done some other great things as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I really do think that Goofy Movie or Hercules could easily be turned into like one of their next musicals. Do you mean like, wait, (laughs) I'm trying to see people dressed up as Goofy on a Broadway (laughs) stage. Well, I I could see it. You could have, like, the ears and have face paint, but not, like, the long nose. Okay, because I'm just seeing, like, Goofy from Disney World. That's probably why they won't do it, because then they would have to make it, like, not the costume character. But definitely Hercules could be done. No, definitely he could. Those songs are pretty awesome. Oh, I love it. Going the the Distance. Yeah, and you got the muses. Oh, Oh, yes. And I, what is Meg's song? I won't say I'm in love. Yes. Oh, so good. Yes, with the muses in the background. So yeah, they definitely, you know what? Why don't they do the live action version of some of these movies? Instead of doing their classics, why not bring the more obscure ones back? They should. I mean, and and like I said, it lends itself to musical, hands down. Well, we could talk about this all day. We could. (laughs) If you want to hear us do a second version of this and you know and uh, tell us some of your favorites too that way maybe we can see them yes and we can rewatch and get nostalgic again <laughs> being not a sad 90s kid so you can follow us on instagram and twitter we're geeky girl gap and then we have our website geekygirlgab.com i'm candace and i'm brie stay geeky